Hey there, this is Nick Labrizi welcoming you to a few nicks and bruises. This is going to be a podcast uh, about nicks and bruises. No, it's just going to be me, Nick Labrizi, talking about different things, probably doing different voices. That's that's the idea behind the few nicks, uh, because it's a double on time. You get it. I don't need to explain this, but... Really, what I want to do is start talking about things because I don't, I don't like talking. I don't know about you guys, but talking is tough, man, because you're you're expressing with your mouth how you feel in your heart, or you're expressing like same with your mouth. It's always with the mouth. That's a big thing with talking is that it comes from your mouth, or and. You're expressing the things on the inside of your head. And the things on the inside of your head are not actually words. It's not like you're reading something. You uh, you have this thing and you go, oh, let me, and it comes out. So that's what this is going to be. And, you know, I'm, I'm a person, I think. You know, I'm a male. I'm a white. That's good. I'm also a ginger. So... And I'm trying to be a comedian? Why? I don't know. I'm trying. I'm really not doing a great job, if we're going to be 100% honest. And the reason is, is because this podcast hasn't exploded yet. This is going to be what takes me to stardom. Um, I want to also add, I am very new at this. I do not, I'm in a room alone right now talking, and I kind of feel crazy. But that's uh, what inspired me to do the podcast in the first place. And also, I am uh, very wealthy. I don't need to do this podcast. I'm doing this uh, for me. I'm not doing it for you. I don't care about you. Uh, this is solely for me. Because I realized in my life, I am now 28, real young. And it feels old because it's the oldest I've ever been. But I have a good idea. I have a sneaking suspicion that I'm going to get older. I do not uh, see my death coming soon because I don't take risk. I don't ever put myself in a death position. Do you you, you understand? Like, I won't go ziplining. Um, yeah, I just won't go ziplining. That's one of those things where not that many people die, but I'm not going to be one of the three people that die a year from ziplining. Because I think if you're gonna if you're gonna die from something that's exciting and fun. You, people are going to be like, oh, well, he died doing what he loved. Like those mountain climbers or the, the guys who do free solo where they climb up walls of rock with no harnesses. And a lot of those climbers, they unfortunately die climbing these rocks. And they know that that's how they're going to die, but they don't care because they love it. And I really love someone with that sort of passion. I do not have that passion. So... I don't, I don't want, the only passion I would feel if I was ziplining would be hate the whole time. I'm assuming people go down zipline, woo, oh, look at that, look at those trees. The whole time I'd be like, if I fucking die doing this, I'm going to be so pissed. I'm going to haunt the zipline. People are going to, I'm going to kill other people on the zipline who are enjoying themselves. Uh, you know what, I'd rather kill other, I don't want to kill anyone. That's actually something I want to get out there. But yeah, zipline, I won't do that. So I don't want to die on this hill with the whole ziplining thing. But I don't I don't put myself out there. 
that seems aggressive to me. Like I work at an office. I'm sure you, at your jobs, you work with people who come in and out and they want to talk to you about you. Ugh, man, I don't want anyone to express anything to me besides what's happening at work. I <laughs> I don't need anyone being like, hey, did you see that movie? Like, no, I, I didn't see The Irishman yet. I had a guy at the office today came over to my desk and at my desk I have a plant and uh, you should have a plant the only reason I believe you should have a plant though is because of the movie The Professional now for those of you who aren't familiar with The Professional The Professional is a movie about a hitman who's very good at his job extraordinary Um, it's his whole life he doesn't have anything else going on for him he was an orphan who was taken in by the mob. The mob trained to be a hitman. Now he does it and he gets to live. And uh, he also falls in love with a with a young Natalie Portman. Some might even say too young. She was around 12. Um, I think it's the best Natalie Portman I've ever looked. But, you know, to each their own. Anyway, it's a young Natalie Portman. He falls in love with her and... He oh I forgot to mention the hitman is thirties forties I think that's fair he's also like Italian or French he's European who care he's southern he's the European you know you you know um, and in that movie though he takes care of his plant and he says that's important so that's why I have a plant at my office uh, I have it on my desk but someone walked by today and said. Oh, is that a plant just like in The Professional? I was like, fuck, now I got to get rid of this plant. You know, I can't have people knowing my influences. Because when you when you break it down to go, oh, he has a plant? That's kind of cool. Like, who has a plant? And then you go, hey, Nick, why do you have a plant? And it's like, bah, I saw this movie with this hitman. And he banged Natalie Portman at some point, I think. And I want to do that. So that's why I have the plant. That's the only reason I have the plant. Also, it was on my desk when they gave it to me. But I, I didn't get rid of the plant, is the point. In fact, I brought soil in to rejuvenate it. I got miracle Grow, which is steroids for plants. I don't even know if it's steroids for plants because I don't, I don't know anything about plants. I don't know anything about dirt either. I truly don't know anything about miracles. Um, but my dad said that once when we were in Home Depot when I was a kid, and I believed him. How many how many of these things have you been told as a kid that you just you believed forever until someone tells you no? That's mostly everything you're ever told, right? Like for a long time in my life, I. Uh, you, I thought Stuart Scott, who, late Stuart Scott, rest in peace, he he had a, a, a lazy eye, right? And I thought it was because a contact slipped up into that eye 
and they couldn't get it out and now he had this fucked up eye because of contacts so i was afraid of contacts for so long and then i remember the 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 day i made the jump to contacts where i was like oh my god this is such a better life i just have to be very careful that it doesn't slip up into my eye and i go Stuart scott and there came the day where i was with my friends and the contacts slipped up into my eye and i was starting to freak out immediately i didn't handle it well um i i think I might be bipolar in the fact that I can go from like a little angry all the time. Like that's my general, that's where I wade um, to extremely uh, inconsolable very quickly. And it's not like a negative inconsolable. Like I'm, it's not like I'm angry. I'm just nervous. Like if I, if I can't find my keys for more than two seconds, I lose my mind. I cannot function. I start yelling at people. I punch walls. That's not healthy. Anyway, this happened. Contacts slipped up into my eye. And I said to my friends, oh my God, I'm going to look like Stuart Scott. And they said, who told you that? Why, why would you look like Stuart Scott? I explained it to them. And they're like, that's made up. I don't know whoever told that to you is a crazy person. And uh, the fact that you believed that your entire life made you a crazy person, which I kind of resented. Because, you know, you're just told things. No one tells you about research as a kid. In fact, they tell you, they don't tell you, they just say, do as I say. Right? So that's a big thing in people's lives. I don't know what podcasts do. I don't know what they do for people. I'm assuming, I listen to podcasts. This is, I don't want to be meta. I'm just, whatever. I listen to podcasts. Uh, when I'm cleaning dishes, or like driving, long drives, if I'm running, uh, I don't run actually, I don't, but I would imagine if I was running, I would be listening to a podcast. Uh, I used to listen to music when I was running, but I don't know, man, the music, you start running to a tempo and it gets all messed up, it's, it's squirrely. No, I just like to, but I like listening to these things. Uh, when I when it's long periods of silence, because it fills my head with thoughts that aren't mine, and I find that other people's thoughts are a lot, a lot more interesting when they're being recorded. Uh, like I I have I have thoughts. I mean I think, and I don't I don't like how a lot of them come off at first because a lot of my thoughts are about me and I, I frankly don't think I'm a very good person I don't <laughs> I don't think I'm a bad person but a good person what are you nuts I don't I don't donate at the soup kitchen I don't uh, well I do clip my nails and toenails quite frequently I feel like if that if a measure of a good person is the hygiene of your nails or the self-care of your nails, I'm doing well. But besides that, man, I work a job I don't like. I don't make any money. I, uh, I don't, I don't, my job, I don't help anyone at my job. Um, I go to work. I'm a, I'm a, a bo- I live with a woman. I think I'm a boyfriend then. That, I think I'm pretty good at that. I'm going to be honest. I'm a pretty good boyfriend. I think she would argue against that, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, really, I think I might be maybe the best of all time. Uh, 
there's no one who puts up with me as well as she does. But, you know, I put up with her. Um, there's a few weird things in my life. Like, when I say put up, that sounds like it's tough. It's not. It's nothing in my life is tough besides the fact that I wake up every day and don't change my life. That's probably the toughest part is that every day I wake up and go, this is fine. I'm going to keep doing this. That's <laughs> the fact that I don't have the self-respect or the motivation to be like, hey, why don't you change what you're doing? That's tough. That's pretty badass if you ask me is that I can, uh, I'm pretty good at suffering and suffering my own doing. This is my own suffering. I'm choosing this suffering because the alternative would to be to try and a trying. Mm. If you ever tried at something, ugh, it's always ru- it's always gonna end in ruin. Like you try to get a good job, try to get just be happy with where you're at. Someone fights you, don't try to fight back. Just turn the other cheek. It's so much easier. <sighs> but that's uh, that's the tough thing I do. Anyway, I feel. This is nothing against her. This would be no matter who I lived with. But I have... I don't like the microwave. I I don't... I don't... It's not that I just don't like heating things up in the microwave. I, I don't like people who heat things up in the microwave. Does that... It has nothing to do with the microwave. The microwave has done nothing wrong to me. In fact, I've listened to Neil deGrasse Tyson talk about microwaves. I get how they work. What they do is uh, they zap your your the the water molecules in your food so if you put a dry rock in the microwave and you turn it on the rock is going to remain the same temperature but if you uh put in a wet towel and you it'll change it'll heat up because the molecules are moving so fast in the fluid and fluid you know is uh it moves i guess i think what i'm discovering is i don't know shit about microwaves but i think that's kind of why i hate them and like I said, it's not the actual microwave that I'm against. It's it's people who, who make the decision to go, I can eat frozen food every night of the week. I'm okay with that. That's I don't like that person. I don't know why that person uh, exists. I feel like you got to just put some effort into it. But it's, it's, it's also not that I don't like that person. I don't like the person that I am for judging people who use the microwave. What the fuck do I care? Use it. I, who gives a shit? I put things in the microwave. I do it all the time. I put coffee in the microwave every morning. I, was, I like to make a lot of coffee at once, and then I microwave it instead of making it all... Because I even like Keurigs less. I can't do Keurigs, so I have to do the microwave. Um, but, like, soup in the microwave? Get the fuck out of here. I will heat up soup over an open flame any day of the week. And the real reason i think i don't like this microwave business so much is that part of me is really afraid it's going to explode i don't know about anyone who's listening at this point i'm sure it's you know thousands of people are tuning in right to this point and let me tell you something i am scared to death of microwaves and i think that's more of the reason why i don't like people who use microwaves is because if you're a person and you use the microwave 
and I know about it, that means I know you because you're never around the microwave. Um, you're never around someone else using the microwave unless you know them. And I don't, I, I'm afraid that microwaves are bombs that just haven't gone off yet. You know, like they're the Manchurian candidate of technology. Like if you put the wrong thing in the microwave, it's going to explode and shatter into a thousand different pieces and the gear is going to get stuck in your nose and you're going to get one of the spikes through your hands and you won't die. That's the worst part. It'll explode. You won't die, but you'll become an amputee all because you want to heat up guacamole or something. I don't know who would heat up guacamole, but that could be the thing that makes the microwave explode. You do not know. It really, because I would imagine it happens. You put Mentos in Coca-Cola, that shit explodes. There's, you're telling me nothing in the micro, everything's microwave safe. There are things that say not microwave safe. Why not? What happens if you put it in there? I'll tell you what happens. I put in a mug that wasn't microwave safe. It's a, an Infinity Gauntlet mug. Like, you know, uh, Thanos from Marvel. His, yeah, I have a mug, and it's his hand, and he's holding the, the mug, really. So you're holding, like, his hand holding. And each Infinity Stone is its own piece. And when I put it in the microwave, all the pieces shattered, and then they were in different parts of the microwave. So that's what happens. So that was the thing, I guess, that triggered all of this, because before that, I was never really afraid. Also, though, is it because the Thanos mug was not microwave safe or was did i find the real infinity gauntlet and i was trying to destroy them you don't really know when something like that happens i hate when like when things happen that are very symbolic but it's happening in reality so there's no symbolism it's just wow you did that because you're an idiot but i see that like if everyone was like yeah you shattered it because that thing wasn't microwave safe and you put it in the microwave my brain though goes oh my god I had the Infinity Stones here, and I destroyed them. And if anything, everyone should be thanking me because you can't have Infinity Stones going around. You know what happens. There's always going to be greedy people. There's always going to be people with a final solution who are like, you know, let me uh, let me take away half of humanity, and maybe that'll uh, make things better. And it doesn't. You know what my problem is with Thanos? Honestly... My biggest thing with the Avengers Endgame, beautiful movie. I cried in both movies. I think Thanos' whole thing was that he was this mad titan, whatever. Who cares, this bullshit. His whole thing was mathematically, uh, mathematically, if I take away half of everything, countries will flourish for the first time. There's not enough food. What? They never say this, but why didn't he just double the supplies? <laughs> you instead of having everything, you could have doubled, man. You you would have you wouldn't have killed anyone. More people would come from that, but you also have the Infinity Stone gauntlet things again. Why didn't you just make people not have to refuel? That's another thing you could have done. But he went with the I'm a bad guy. I'm gonna destroy half of them, but it'll be random, so you know I'm fair. Man, I do not like fairness. Fair, to me, what fairness says is that this is bad for everyone, but logically, it's kind of the only thing we got. You know, like if you're first in line and then someone two places behind you needs to use the emergency room 
two, but you're first in line. You go first because, you know, you have a really, you're shitting blood. And I get that that's really bad, but the guy third and behind you has a gunshot hole in his arm. And how do you decide what's more important, shitting blood or gunshot hole in the arm? Because gunshot hole in the arm, you're not going to die from that. Shitting blood, man, you might be dying. But also, gunshot hole in the arm, that's a big deal. You might lose that arm. So how do you decide who's fair? It's whoever comes first. I guess that's fair. It's fair It's fair for no one, essentially. So that's why it's fair, because no one's happy. As long as no one's happy, it's fair. I come from a big family. I'm a one of seven kids. And... Uh, I guess I bring that up because I know about fairness. I'm the, I'm the oldest of my litter. I should say that I'm a step family. I'm, I am the oldest brother, and I have two younger sisters. But in the in the big step family thing, and we've been a family for 21 years, and I'm only 28. The you know, it's my family. I'm the second oldest in this in the greater unit, and uh, being the oldest man, you had to you were the uh, trial and error kids for the parents, you know. No one uh No no one said to your parents, Hey, you know, maybe why don't you be chill with this one because you're gonna have other ones, you know? Like they're just like, We better get this first one right or we're failures. And then I think as an adult, you forget I forget that my parents were people too. Like they like I at my age right now, I'm twenty eight. I think I'm older than my dad ever was. And he's still alive, but <laughs> when he had me, I think he was like 26. And I think once you have a kid, that's it. That's what age you're going to be now perpetually for the rest of your life. Because how can you give a fuck once you have kids anymore? Like, you know, you don't you don't get to have youth. You have kids. You're It's over. You are now working a full-time job forever. And that full-time job is dad. But that's if you're a good dad too. Also, we should also clarify that you could be a shitty dad, have lots of kids, and still, you know, be whatever age you want. But if you're a good parent, I think whatever age you have that kid, that's what age you're going to be at. Because you know, how can you care about things? How can you care about political correctness when you have a kid? You know, well, you have to be like, oh, they they want to be called Zer now. Like, how do you keep up with that? Keeping up with the Joneses, I guess. I don't know what the terms would be, but. It's just tough. So now I, I recognize myself as older than my dad ever was. And I know that because I still talk to my dad. I talk to him every, you know, couple months. <laughs> That's all you really need to do. Anyway, he I talk to him and I realize I'm smarter than him on paper without a doubt. He's had a lot more life experience than me, so he's a lot smarter than me or he's wiser, I suppose, just because he's been around longer. He has a different perspective his perspective is twice as old as mine at this point. But he's had a uh, the same perspective for a long time. And that perspective is dad. He's been a dad for a very long time. So he's been a dad longer than he's not been a dad. That's kind of crazy. There comes to a point in your life when you're like, oh shit, I've been dadding for longer than not dadding. I don't even remember what not dadding I mean, he remembers what not dadding sounds like because he only had us every other week. Well, I'm not saying that's not hard or anything, but it's not. 
it's not the same as having kids, you know? Because you never think about that. Like, as a, as a kid of divorce, you don't think about what your parents go through. Because my parents got divorced, and whatever the reasons may be, but my mom got custody. My dad only got to see us every other weekend. And I never thought about what that could mean. Like, if you're a father, and you don't see your kids for 14 days in a row, like... He must have been so excited to know he was going to have his weeks and weekends to himself. Like, that must have been an incredible feeling. But at the same time, you I don't have kids, so that's how I think of it. But if you have kids, you must be like, oh, fuck, I'm going to miss these kids. Whereas the other parent who gets to have the kids all the time, you resent the other one because you're like, dude, he doesn't do shit for the kids. But at the same time, he was spending all the time in between seeing us, thinking about us, I am assuming, um, because he didn't have too much else going on. That's because he was a good, good-hearted dad. I should say good-hearted. He wasn't good-hearted is the word. I mean, I love the dude. How can you not love the dude? I love my moms, too. I love everyone. Everyone's great. Um, I, guess, I, I guess if I love everyone... Except myself. Does that mean I, I do love myself? Is that what it is? Maybe I love myself so much that I hate myself. Is that a possibility? Yeah, so I've been playing Final Fantasy IX a lot lately. Um, Final Fantasy IX is a game, is the last Final Fantasy game that came out for the PlayStation 1, and now I am playing it on a Switch in 2019. Uh, they remastered some of the uh, graphics, but it still looks like a PlayStation 1 game. Um, it is like playing a novel. Now, for anyone not familiar with Final Fantasy, I will say that this is my first Final Fantasy game that I'm really trying to play. I've tried playing Final Fantasy VII. When I was younger, not even a kid, I was in my teenage years, and I was still like, this is too much reading, I don't want to do this. And uh, I remember playing the SP, Game Boy SP, Final Fantasy Tactics, which was like, more like a Fire Emblem chess game. Whereas Final Fantasy, the Final Fantasy series is a JRPG. That means Japanese role-playing game. It's a video game. Um... You have to hold a controller, but you're really pressing one button and moving a joystick. You do, there's not that much to it. Um, it's like you're playing a movie. You're the character. You have to walk from setting to setting, going, fighting whoever's in your way, doing little mini games like playing card games with strangers. You can talk to everyone, and they just say, "Oh, you know, welcome to Kazakhstan. Uh, the women here are loose, or whatever they say. They don't say that in Final Fantasy, but." The, I guess the idea of the game is like an interactive story, and most of the story is not fighting. And I guess when you think of video games, you think of something that you would do that you wouldn't do in real life. That's what makes it a fantasy. Um, but this is the Final Fantasy. The reason it's called Final Fantasy, from my understanding, is that the game developer uh, for their company was going to lose his job because he kept making games that were bombing. They were not doing well. And he made this last game, and he said, I'm going to call it Final Fantasy because it's going to be the last game I ever make, and I like making fantasy games. game was a, a roaring hit. And they, now they're up to Final Fantasy 15, and there's a whole other bunch of titles. There's a whole culture around Final Fantasy. 
they're up to 15 Final Fantasies. None of them are the same game. They're all, it's Final Fantasy 1 and Final Fantasy 2 are two totally different games as far as the story goes, but they're both fantasy-based games. Now, Final Fantasy 9 is the one I'm playing right now, and it is a medieval, whimsical, uh, almost feminine, uh, eccentric fantasy game. One of the characters is a uh, an anime boy with a tail. There's an anime girl with a horn and fake wings. Um, all the women in the in the game have big breasts. That's just the thing that the Japanese do with their games. Um, there's a guy who's fighting for honor and he wants to die if you beat him in a fight. There's a lot of Japanese things going on. I guess I'm playing Final Fantasy IX though because it was cheap. Yeah, that's basically it. But even if you're not a big fan of video games or video game culture, I think people know Final Fantasy. That seems, to me, that's like a that's always been a household name to me. I've also always played video games, but I never played one. I've been playing video games for 27 years, dude. And this is the first one I'm really diving into. And I realize that they're just games for depressed people. Most of the game is just you reading dialogue, loving, falling in love with these characters. But that's it. There's not, like, I don't feel like I'm growing as a person playing this game. I don't feel like it's fun. It's not like it's not like oh this is this will be fun like to me Halo was a fun game because every level was just going to be cool. There's nothing cool about this video game either. Call it's Final Fantasy Nine. I don't feel cool. I'm ashamed when people realize I'm playing it, and people do realize you're playing it because I play the Switch all the time. Now that I have a girlfriend, I have no problem playing my Switch or Game Boy or SP or DS, whatever fucking handheld game I have, in public. For some reason, when I before when I was single, I wouldn't do nerdy things in public because I always thought there was a chance I could I could meet my wife somewhere. So I wouldn't read comic books in public. I wouldn't read nerdy books in public. I would read like dumb titles, like fucking the big picture by sean carroll which is a book about astrophysics i don't know shit about astrophysics but i would read it because i would think in my own head that someone would see oh my god look at that bald ginger with thick rimmed glasses reading the big picture he must be a genius turns out i'm a civil servant who's a fucking idiot um but yeah i'm playing this shit in public now and people have comments People have comments. This older woman at my job, I was playing it in the break room, which is honestly my own fault, but I work with this older woman and she came in. She's like, oh, is that a Nintendo Switch? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, my grandson plays one. And I was, there was a silence there. And I was just like, yeah. And she was like, well, it's okay that you're playing one. I just think adults shouldn't. I was like, all right, I don't need this. But also, I am playing Final Fantasy IX. You know, maybe I shouldn't be playing it in public. She kind of did have a point. But it's one of those things where it's not like I'm in, it's not like I would ever be like, hey, come watch how fun this game is. But I'm playing it and I'm addicted to it. I also play it though on the subway. And my fear always before when I was single was that if I do some nerdy things, 
girls will not talk to me. And now that I'm playing this on the subway and I'm being so vulnerable in public and in confident almost, I'm so who I am in public that people find it attractive. And now, like, so many uh, guys come up to me. That's right. Guys come up to me, not girls. And guys will say, what are you playing? And I'll say, Final Fantasy Nine. And they'll be like, that is my least favorite Final Fantasy. And it's like, why did you even talk to me then? I'm like, this is the first one I'm playing. They'll, they'll say, this has happened to me where it's like, this is the first one I'm playing. They're like, this is your first Final Fantasy. You have to play other ones. Why would you pick this one for your first one? And to that, I say, uh, mind your own fucking business. No, to, to that, I say, I actually watched a lot of YouTube videos, and I thought this would be a good jumping in point because it's like kind of accessible, and it's modern, and it's not like, you know, it was cheap on the Switch, and I got it because it was... I fucking cave immediately. I'm the biggest fucking pussy ever, and that's why I make a lot of fucking fake friends in public. Uh, there's this guy now who... We have the same train fucking schedule. I commute to my job, and I have to take the train... And this guy now saw I was playing Final Fantasy, said it was his least favorite game, and now watches me play it every morning. He's like, hey, you don't mind if I watch you play? I'm like, I thought it was your least favorite game. And he'd be like, yeah, but I still, you know, it's better than just looking at the people across the platform. It's like, what about, don't you have a phone? It's like, yeah, but, you know, I kind of like watching you be a fucking noob. It's like, God damn it. Like, this is awful. It's truly, but I do it to myself. You know why? Because I'm so fucking afraid of my own thoughts that's why i like podcasts and that's why i'm trying to make a podcast because i like listening to when other people have thoughts i'm not saying my thoughts are better or worse i'm just saying i think that maybe someone out there you know there might be a kid younger than me 13 who tried playing final fantasy 7 himself and was like it's too much reading but then he hears me talk about final fantasy 9 and goes great now i know when i'm 28 not to play final fantasy 9 that's, I think, the biggest takeaway from this whole podcast. A few nicks and bruises. I'll tell you what. This is your first nick. This is your first bruise. I have to stop playing these fucking video games this whole time. I think that's why I'm going to call the podcast A Few Nicks and Bruises. Because it's going to be me criticizing myself to the point where I stop liking things. But it's I don't even know if I like Final Fantasy IX. But it's such an intricate part of my life at this point because I do it every time I'm on mass transit. And I live in New York City. I'm in mass transit for 20% of my week. So 20% of my week now, I'm not only in mass transit, uh, I'm in public playing Final Fantasy IX on a Nintendo Switch. And because it's a special version of Nintendo Switch, I have the colorful controllers it's not like i have a gray inconspicuous one i have the one with the neon fucking handles one's blue and one's red they don't even match it's like it draws your eye to there you go oh my god what is that thing that that guy's holding is that a video game he's playing video games in public it doesn't even look like a new video game it looks like an old is that a final fantasy in public how old are you man but that's you know, that's who I am. So I guess it's it's a few nicks and I'm going to bruise my ego at the end of every episode because I don't, I don't feel better. But at the same time, I kind of do feel like I expressed why I don't like myself. And once you get past all that why you don't like yourself bullshit, you start to like yourself because you what goes up must come down and what goes down must come up. So I'm always going down because eventually I'll come up. I'm a, I'm a very long game type of person. I will do things for a long time the wrong way because eventually 
it'll be the right way. Thank you for listening. Uh, I will be at the Heinz Ketchup Museum uh, promoting my new CD called uh, Comics on Tap or whatever bullshit. That's going to be the end of this because I am through. Good night. Thanks for listening. And uh, rate, review, subscribe. Share this. Share this on your Instagram. All you have to do is when you're listening to this, take a screenshot and share it. And You don't even need to listen to it. I should have said this. I should have opened with this, that you don't need to listen to this podcast at all. Just share it. You don't have to come see any of my comedy. Just tell people I'm doing it. That's the important thing. Good night.